Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Steps into it, pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Here's your ball game, folks, as Flutie takes the snap. He drops straight back, has some time, now he scrambles away from one hit. Looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone. Phelan is down there. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, give pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to Fire. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Shut up, Jim. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Welcome in. Me and Mike Virginia live. I'm Michael Gable. Yay, he is Mike Virginia. And this is the first episode for 2023 of our football. Give me two. Content. Our football information. We're talking fantasy football. It's about damn time. Huck and chunk of football. Mike, uh, this is our first football show together. Mike's been aboard now for a couple months on the baseball side of things here for the Palazzo Podcast. Now we're... Moving into football, some baseball people loathe that, but we don't care about that because there's plenty of people who love football. So tell people why you like football. Uh, I love it, man. It's a a great sport to be around fall time, like football food, like Sundays, hanging out on the couch. You You have an excuse to be lazy and sit around and just watch football all day. I mean, what else could you want, right? Um, And not to mention you get to – you know, watch Red Zone, NFL Sunday Ticket, watch all, watch your fantasy teams do well. I'm hyped, man. I mean, I am pumped for the season, and we're finally here. We're talking about draft stuff. I am ready to go while still doing baseball. I will say, but it is fun. I'm hyped. Fucking Rothfuss, the quarterback, was all fucking hug it, chug it, football all night. Yeah. <laughs> I had the wrong Such background on too. That, my football. Here we go. Football background. Look, how many footballs are on the screen? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight footballs. There's not enough footballs. Look, I love football. I love playing football too. I miss it. I'm thinking about playing flag football again this fall because I haven't played in a long time. You know, we missed the <laughs> fantasy football expo last weekend. Did you see any of that, Mike? Uh, I heard about it. Uh, but I saw some folks that were some people that I followed that were there, but. Um... Yeah, I'm bummed that I didn't get to go. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go next year. I, I could have gone the last couple of years, but I haven't made the trip yet. 
I'm going to be there next year. And I saw Des Bryant was there playing flag football with a bunch of fantasy football nerds. And it was a, it looks like a good time. And there's a lot of cool people I know in the game. So 2024 cool. fantasy football expo is in Canton, Ohio. I believe it's outside or around in Canton. So it's not that far from me here Let's in Michigan. It. You can make it too over from Virginia. It's not that far. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. That'd be fun. It will be fun. It's going to be a great time. Today, we're talking, we're going to give you an insight into our rankings. Now, we have created our positional rankings. Me and Mike did the hard work over the weekend. Every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I even did defense. Did you do defense too? I did. Yeah, why not? But the only thing we didn't do is kicker. Yeah, we didn't do kickers. Because who cares about kickers? Exactly. Yeah, you can lock that in for sure. No kickers, who cares? Uh, we'll talk about each position here today, give you some insight well, how we see things. If you want to jump in the live chat while you're here and ask any questions about your draft, where you want to go, what direction, players, all of this stuff is wide open. Wide, wide open. So let's just cut the crap. Let's get right into it. Let's start with quarterback, Mike. Now, for me... The question always comes down to Superflex League or not. So do you prefer Superflex Leagues, which have gotten much more popular over the last couple of years? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I prefer the traditional format of fantasy football. You know, um, I do play in, crazy enough, I do play in some standard formats, so non-PPR. I know standard's been kind of floating around now as half-point PPR. I do play in standard in my home league, mm-hmm. um, and we are gun-ho on that, but uh I like the traditional one quarterback. Wow, uh, dude. I, right? Uh, I want to experience the super flex, though. Um, I have played in a couple in, in the past. Um, I know they're super popular right now, but I, I like my traditional one quarterback leagues. What about you? I'm totally down with the super flex now. I'm really into it because there's so many quarterbacks that just go to waste. And I used to hate it. Yeah, 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, back in the 2000s, the aughts, I could care less. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. There's, there's only one quarterback on the field per team. That starts. Right. So I wanted to be like authentically <laughs> fantasy football, but it's fantasy football. It's not authentic to the actual game. Yeah. So I'm much more open now. Totally down with Superflex. I have a Devi League. I also do. Do you know much about Devi leagues, Mike? You heard about these? I don't. Nope. So a Devi League. Oh yeah, Jamie's here. Jamie says you're missing out. Make sure you follow Jamie on uh, YouTube and Twitter. Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports. They know a lot about football. They've done a ton of football videos already too, so they can give you more content if you just need more more football but with a devi league what you do is you it's basically dynasty football in a sense where you there's mm-hmm. a three-round draft that happens in the off season. It, it, ours took place right after the nfl draft this year and we you basically draft three players that are still in college and you hope that they hit and then they're a part of your team next year like they stay on your practice squad oh, cool. and they just kind of automatically come up last year i we was the first year i did this and uh, it was all fun. I really like the Debbie League. I think it's a good time. I really do. Some people may be surprised by that. But I drafted or selected Marvin Harrison Jr. last year. Ooh. Last year. Very cool. And so now. Love that pick. Yeah. that That is the kind of stuff where you can really look ahead here. Because last year, nobody cared about him. He was my third choice, actually. I think I took Rakeem Jarrett of Maryland. You know who he is? Maryland, yep. right? You love the Maryland Terrapins, dude? <laughs> I mean, you're in no, the area, I but I didn't think you would. But. I know. that I've been to a couple a couple Maryland football games, but uh, not, not a Terps fan. I, I always tell people college-wise, which we're going to be doing some college football content yes. here soon as well. Um, 
I people always ask me who my favorite college team is. I always tell them uh, the one that's making me money. So little preview for you guys. That's putting it mildly. That's a great preview. I love it. I love the Terrapins. I'm always rooting for them. I lived in Maryland for a couple of years, and I I don't know. I just feel bad for them. I feel like there's a potential there too. So the point being is, Raheem Jarrett was the prototypical Maryland Terrapin, a very very talented five star prospect. Yep. who went undrafted and was a free agent, an undrafted free agent this year after the NFL draft wrapped up and the Bucks signed him. So now Jarrett's with the Bucks, and I think Jarrett's going to make there an impact go. this year. So he was the guy. He just had a really bad college senior year last year. So when I drafted him before that season, I thought he'd be really stellar, but it's actually Harrison who's still in college now who was the absolutely much more preferred dude. And I drafted Deuce Vaughn yeah. with my second pick last year. So I've got Deuce Vaughn. Ooh, yeah. So those like that one too. Right. So you could be sitting pretty where you got future college studs who come up on your team the following season or impact players this year. So I'm pro Devi. It's basically dynasty. Some people call it Devi. Other people, I don't know. Actually, maybe there is a slight variation here between Devi and dynasty. I don't think anybody really cares, but I'm just keeping it real on that front because I may be mistaken in saying that they're the same, but they're not. It's like super dynasty. It's like dynasty on steroids, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, something like that. But either way, yeah. That's my preferred method. Uh, what about any other formats real quick? Best ball, other formats you prefer? Uh, so I'm, I'm big into dynasty formats. Uh, our home league's a dynasty format um, where we get to keep. It's actually really inter- interesting really quick. I mean, we changed the rules so much. This is like a full-time job to be, be in this 12, 12-team league, non-PPR, standard format. So you get to keep one guy off your team from the previous year. And if you drafted him, say, in the eighth round, you get to keep him there next year. And you can keep a guy in that round for up to three years before he enters the player pool again, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's a little bit different. And then this year we added a rookie spin or last year. I mean, so if you, let's just say you took a rookie in the first, first, your first overall pick, it's minus two from that. So you actually get to keep him in the third. Mm. So it's a little bit of an interesting take here, right? That's wild. Yeah. Jahan Dotson got drafted in the 14th round in our league. And now somebody gets to keep him this year as their rookie keeper. Um, in the 16th round. So wow. uh, a lot of value, but makes Bijan Robinson. And I have the first pick in my, in my home league this year. It uh, makes Bijan Robinson much more enticing to take. Ooh. So, Playing football yeah. at West Canaan may have anyways, been the opportunity of your lifetime. Oh, it, but I don't want your life. life. <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of uh, the, the formats uh, I like dabbling in, in, in uh, standard PPR, half point PPR, um, but in terms of the other formats like best ball and stuff, I'm, I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience with best ball, best ball mania underdog. And I live in Michigan, so I have to go out of state to go play it. I really want to be a part of it this year. I'm hoping I can get down to Ohio before it's too late and I miss out on it. Cause I really, really want to be involved in it. Best ball is great. Cause you can just draft your team and then see what happens. It's not up to you. You right. have to worry about lineup decisions. One of the biggest pain in the asses in fantasy football is making the right lineup choice. It's brutal. Right? Right. We all have lived is. with that regret. It's so, it so is. Yep. Uh, and guys just scoring points on your bench. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. We've all been there. Chad Zeri says, what up, nerds? Yep. And also, Jamie's comment before was about Dreg Mays over Caleb Williams. That's right. Jake Ma- Drake Mays is the superstar quarterback in North Carolina, and Caleb Williams is the heir apparent who will probably arguably be the number one pick next year as he plays out his final year at USC before USC comes to the Big Ten. And that's like a whole other issue with all that shit. So, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, that kind of bums me out because I college football is such a regional game in a way more than other sports. And now, yeah, I think 
I've got a real beef with them, man. I, I, I love the fact that there's innovation and expansion going on, but we're sacrificing too much. You lose a whole conference on the West Coast. The Pac-12 is now just this idiot cousin out there. Like, uh, you know, it's like Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon. Just these morons out there who didn't know how to run a conference, and now they're left with nothing. It's so stupid. It's such a I'm kind of with you on that, to be 100% honest. I mean, I do, I, it's, I'm kind of like 50 50 on both sides of the fence here because I do like the fact that some of these teams are like, even um, who's joining the SEC? Isn't it Oklahoma and um, Texas? Texas, yeah. I mean, those teams were already big conference teams, anyways, but like, what happens to these other conferences now? You're going to have to start bringing in other teams from other conferences to just get them back up to 12 teams again, you know? Yep. So, um, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I'm with you to, as, to a certain extent, but I also think it makes it a lot more interesting and fun. Like, the SEC is going to be super cool to watch uh, yeah. with with teams like that, but we'll see. No, that's fair. It's just tradition. College football, and tradition usually sucks. There's a lot of bad traditions in the United States of America that we've gotten rid of, but there's some traditions that are still cool, and college football was really intertwined with that, and we're not getting that. Anyways, let's get into our yeah. rankings. Let's focus in. I'm excited about best ball. I love Superflex. I absolutely prefer 100% PPR leagues. If you're not playing PPR, I think that's some people think non-PPR is like the true way to play fantasy football. It separates the idiots from the legends, if you will, but I don't like that. I I think receptions are an integral part of the game and having at least a half point PPR league is a must. And if you're not doing that, then you're living in the past, my friends. You're living in the past. <laughs> That, that's a, that's a dig at me too because I don't play. I mean, I do, but my home league is still, still standard. So it is, yeah. I still like you, but I, you know, yeah. I, I've got my issues with it. But that's just me. What do I know? I'm just some doofus okay. doing a football show here. It's Mike Virginia and Michael Govia here live. Lots of podcast. Utah. Two L's, two Z's. Give me we two. Got the Discord. Everything's free. The Patreon starts at three bucks, and we're going to show you free of charge. The Patreon right now has a post of both mine and Mikey's rankings, every position. And we're going to show those to you now as we dive into it. What do you say, Mike? You ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Where does Jim Moore keep coming from? Bad news, by the way. I didn't hear this because I was doing the In This League baseball show today a little earlier. Yeah. Traylon Burke suffered an LCL sprain during practice. Yeah, it did not look good. It was like a deep ball, and then he kind of like stumbled over a little bit, and then he was kind of hobbling around in the end zone. Um, it did not look good. Um, fingers crossed, man. Uh, I like Traylon Burks. I lo- loved him in college. Love him, love him in Tennessee, too, but hopefully he's all right. Yeah, I got Traylon Burks on that Debbie team, so uh, I'm going to have to fill. Yeah. Boy, I think at receiver, too, I had gotten – well, I brought in Terry McLaurin. I made an offseason trade. I got rid of J- Josh Jacobs nice. because I was worried about – first off, that Josh Jacobs could Ooh. not do what he did last year again. No. And I'm like, well, this is a PPR league. I want to bring in Terry McLaurin for Josh Jacobs. I get him off my hands and get a guy I can rely on. Terry McLaurin, I think, is a little overrated, but he's still good enough that I prefer to have him. What do you think of that? I I, th- I agree with that take 100%. I do think he's slightly overrated, and who knows with Sam Howell, but at the same time, too, to get out from that headache of Josh Jacobs and a p- potential holdout, um, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and Jamie says that uh, DeAndre Hopkins will get a bigger bump now that Traylon Burks is injured. Uh, I mean, Burks will not – I mean, if it's an LCL, I assume he's not going to be out for the year, but he'll be out for a while. No, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine it'll be at least a couple weeks. All right, well, let's dive into the rankings. I'm going to bring up Mikey's first just because let's put him on the spot. We're going to start with quarterback here. Are you ready, Mike? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah, here we 
go. These are available free. You can follow along by watching us here, of course. Or if you want to go to our Patreon, which is starting at only $3 for the whole season, month per month. It's 3 bucks a month. It's super cheap. You're going to spend more than McDonald's. You're going to go to McDonald's and spend $11 on a shitty meal one time. You could do $3, okay? I know you can. And we're going to help you. We want you guys to win. We want you to do well. Trust us. All right, here it is. So we're pulling up Mikey's rankings. And there's the quarterback. Let me zoom that in a tad. Mike, uh... Tell us how you broke down the top end here, because we all know the big names. Yeah, I mean, I look at them in, t- in tiers, right? The elite crew. And for me, the elite crew is Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, right? And the reason why is because they obviously have the rushing upside and the passing ability. They have playing great offenses. I don't think it's really much, much of a dispute here in terms of who these top three are. Now, I've seen other sites that have interchangeably some guys – you know, Hurts at one, Allen at one, Mahomes at three, whatever it may be. But I think these are your top three for drafts. Um, so, you know, if I'm able to get one of these guys and probably they're going to be probably taken a little higher in this year and in, in, in leagues this year, at least in my opinion, probably more than I'm willing to spend on. But um, if I'm able to get one of these guys, I'm happy. Uh, I know Josh Allen didn't have the greatest year last year, but he's still – um, uh, still my third guy on this list. Well, but, he still had like 36 touchdowns, um, didn't he? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, he threw a lot of picks, a lot of interceptions, right? Fumbled the ball a lot. And I think he was just trying to do too much, but I think they'll, they'll, he'll rope that back in and come to elite, elite status again. So, yeah. Um, as you guys can see here, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that okay, was, a lot of these guys at the top, you know, they are who you think they yeah. are. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Right. Thanks, Danny. Rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> right. As you guys can see, too, I am big on Justin Herbert this year. So um, I ranked him above Joe Burrow. I'm a little concerned with the calf injury for Joe Burrow. For those of you guys who haven't dabbled into your fantasy football stuff yet, Joe Burrow left a couple weeks. I think it was last week or the week before. Um, left rolling out of the pocket, strained his ca- calf, and uh, uh, Zach Taylor already said it's going to be a multi-week injury. Um, so... It's very ominous. I'm not sure exactly if he's going to be ready for the season or not. I hope he is. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm, that's why I based him on this. So I'm, you know, I will update these rankings if, as more news comes out, but um, I love Justin Herbert this year. I think he's got a ton of weapons that are healthy. He has a, he's going to be healthy for one in terms, in terms of the rib cartilage injury that he had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they get Quentin Johnson from uh, in that, in that uh, receiver room and then Austin Eckler. So and the biggest thing is they fired their OC and hired Kellen Moore. So you like that? Um, I do. I like it. I like it better than um, name is uh, slipping me here. Their old OC for the uh, Chargers. Oh yeah, that ass bag was Lombardi. Yes, yes. Former Detroit um, Lion coordinator too, Joe Lombardi. Who just because he has a Lombardi name, people think he knows football, and I'm not sure that he right. does. No. I love Justin, and I'm a little partial on this. I will admit I'm a little biased. I love Justin Herbert coming out of college. I actually, you know, know that he had a really good junior year. Senior year was a little iffy, but um, I liked him a lot. His rookie season, obviously, but he has a plethora of weapons. He's going to have to throw the ball to stay in that division. So, and they've already said there's been reports say saying that the, he's going to be throwing the deep ball more, and that's awesome if you're a guy who owns Mike Williams or Quentin Johnson. Or even Keenan Allen. So, um, love jo- jo- like Justin Herbert this year. I like that. I got to uh, tell you, though, I, yeah. don't, I think so. The Chargers opened week one, 
with the Dolphins at home. Let's get the Dolphins at home. I remember that game last year when the Dolphins took on the Chargers. That's a rematch of last year's game later in the year. And yep. the Dolphins' offense was sputtering at that time. The Dolphins would be fresh this time, ready to rock. The Chargers' defense is a nightmare, so I consider that when I think about Herbert and the offense. And the only reason I say that is if the Chargers' defense will be better this year, will that reduce the number of scoring opportunities and you know high-scoring free-for-all games that the Chargers often get caught up in? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like, here's the thing, right? Like they have such a dynamic offense. They're going to be, they're going to have to, I mean, even if they're getting blown, if their defense still sucks this year, mm-hmm. they're going to be have to, they're going to have to be throwing the ball, right? Yeah. Austin Eckler is going to be a stud, stud again this year. They're going to have to stay in football games and they're going to have to score and score quick. They're going to have to keep up with the likes of Pat Mahomes. They're going to have to keep up with the likes of, you know, um, the, the Raiders. I mean, I know they have Jimmy Garoppolo now, but even, uh, in Denver's in that division. So a lot of high scoring offenses. It's going to be one of those things too, where people I think are going to be discounting Justin Herbert and letting him fall down rankings for the year he had last year. Um, if I'm able to get him a, a slight discount, I'm, I'm be happy with that. Okay. Well, look, I, Chad made a point here about Joe Burrow probably already being close to hundred percent. You don't really have to worry about the injury. Well, I'd be skeptical of that. There's no reason for them to rush him back either. And if he maybe ends up still missing week one, I don't think it's the end of the world. They need him for the stretch run. There's, I know how important Joe Burrow is to the Bengals. Trust me. Cause they're the bungles without him, but they're the Bengals with Joe Burrow in the end. I want to look more at what you've done here in the middle tier. So Lamar Jackson, you have at seven. Yep. And yep. I, I, okay, I'll show you mine in a minute. We can disagree on that. So you got Lamar Jackson, then you got yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, nine, and then Dak Prescott, 10th. I think that's all pretty much status quo, except I might have Lamar higher than you have. I'm at, you have him at seven. And I'm a Ravens fan. So, and the reason why I have him where I have him, and I actually would probably, even now looking at it, I kind of might swip, swap Trevor Lawrence with Lamar Jackson here as well. Whoa, so, wow. And people are going to be like, why? <laughs> Lamar Jackson has shown that he has he has not been proven to stay healthy over seasons. They have a new offensive coordinator in there, and I just don't believe in his throwing ability. If you look at guys like Jalen Hurts, for instance, Everyone say the same thing about him, but he actually made progressive steps forward in his pass, his, his accuracy, and his decision-making. I can't say the same thing about Lamar. So I know they got Munkin in there now. That's probably going to open things up in terms of the passing game. But at the same time, too, the Ravens are who they are, right? They're a run-first football team. Lamar is obviously a, a weapon because of his legs. But at the same time, too, I'm just not confident that he can stay healthy for one. But two, he plays in a tough division with tough defenses as well. So I just haven't seen him take that next step yet. Everyone's saying that, and he got his money. He has his money now, yep. right? So he there's there's the, 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 hopefully all that pressure is off him to produce. But that's putting he burned mind. me last year. For those of you guys who follow us on baseball, he was my trade turn. He's my trade turner last year. Right? <laughs> so he just he he burned me. So um, I'm. I'm low on him, but where do you have uh, uh, Lamar? I have Lamar at four, and uh, we'll look at my quarterback rankings in a moment here. But I, well, actually, I had yeah. him at no, I did have him at six. Yeah, I did put him well fifth. Sorry, because I forget yeah. the first one is not a name; it's the title of the category. So yes, I have Lamar at number five behind Joe Burrow, but also Trevor Lawrence right behind Lamar, like you have. I have Justin Herbert at seven, so there's some disagreement okay. there. 
And yep. we have some more disagreement in the next little bit here. But looking after Lamar and Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, some people say possibly could be one of the top three quarterbacks this year. How do you feel about that? You're ranking him ninth right now. And I'm not. Yeah. that doesn't seem like a ringing endorsement of him. Like you're not a fan or you don't believe that he can add to the passing repertoire with the rushing. Here's the thing. They're going to have to put packages and plays in place to make him. I don't think he's a very good thrower of the football until he's until I see that I'm not willing to buy that look at all of his games a lot of his fantasy points came from rushing and those like 50 60 70 yard runs that he had that ran for touchdowns I just don't think he's going to be able to produce that so where are the rest of those points going to come from they're going to have to come from him throwing the ball I know they got DJ Moore they're going to have to put these you know little dink and dunk passes in there I just don't think he has the deep ball ability to be an, an elite quarterback and I think teams will adjust to him and his rushing ability so okay I know that the division is not necessarily strong. I just don't. The reason why I have him nine is because I just don't believe in the passing ability. That's all. Fair enough. That's fine. Look, I, I love Justin Fields. I had him in almost every league I played in last year, and that turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. We want to find the next Justin Fields, but you're not always going to have the next Justin Fields. The Bears schedule, by the way, the Bears open with the Packers. Classic NFC Central, NFC Norris, whatever you want to call it. Rivalry. So mm-hmm. Packers at home. Then they're at Tampa. Then they're at the Chiefs. Then they're home against the Broncos, a tough defense, and then they're at the Commanders. Those are their first five games. And I think, you know, the Packers' defense is better than you think it is. That'll be interesting to see what he can do at home. It is. Remember how it started out last year? Do you remember week one last year when the Bears beat the 49ers at home there? And everyone was blown away by it because everyone thought the 49ers would roll them. But uh, he... Fields threw one bomb touchdown to Dante Pettis in the second half, and they he ran around enough and got the job done. And that was the first time people were like, oh, okay, well, maybe the Bears aren't as god-awful as we thought they were, but they still ended up being pretty bad. But it showed that Fields could throw a deep ball and he could run around. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at, too. Their defense is is is, is piss poor, and I just don't I don't believe in their – I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in football this year, to be 100% honest. Oh, no. So, oh, uh, you're wrong about that. Yeah. No. No, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams. The Bears. I mean, they lost. They lo- yeah, the Bears in that division, too. I mean, are they better than the Packers this year? They might be. They're not better than De- Detroit, in my opinion. They, they might be as closer to Detroit than you think. I'll say that. I certainly think the Vikings okay. are better than them. I think the Vikings should win the yeah. NFC North, by the way. Everyone's got my bozo Lions. Everyone's like, oh, Lions, Lions, oh, my God. Grit, grit, grit. That. The Lions are a tragic franchise, people, okay? I know what I'm talking about here. Just listen to me, okay? I'm born and raised Metro Detroiter. I have 42 years old, all right? I've seen it all, and I've heard about it before I was born. And it's been a long time, a long time since they've hosted a playoff game. 1991, 1991. I remember it well. I was barely 11 years old, and I thought everything was going to be like that for the rest of my life going forward. Nope. They well they had okay they did host a playoff game in '93 I did forget about that because they won the yep. they shock, shockingly won the division that year but then Brett Favre tore their hearts out with the last second bomb to Sterling Sharp and that was the last time we've seen a home game all right so 1993 but whatever Detroit is a nightmare it's a it's a yeah. that's how I feel when I think about the Detroit Lions because I've seen it all and I've done it all and it gets worse every year. Ah! year i know they're amazing this is the detroit lions to me this is the audible version of the lions that's gilbert godfrey 
They're cursed, and I don't believe in curses, but they're bad. And there's going to be something that happens that's going to be so lion-esque. Same old lions is a famous phrase around here in Metro Detroit. Even nationally, people have heard it. It's going to take a lot to overcome all that, my friend. But from fantasy perspective, we can still yeah. get fantasy value out of the team. I'm just saying oh, for the season, yeah. the Lions yeah. hype needs to slow down. It's out of control because there's no reason for the Lions to ever have hype, ever. Ever. Well, I mean, they got a lot of good play, a lot of good playmakers, and they brought in Montgomery. They got Jameer Gibbs, right? Jared Goff surprisingly looked pretty good when they were making that playoff push. I like the 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 coach in Campbell, right? I mean, the division I think is in reach. I would say it is. Okay, so I do think I agree with you that it's in reach. I, I, the Vikings are going to yeah, the Vikings are going to win that division, but it's in reach. I think they're the second best team in that. Division. Oh, did you watch that quarterback on Netflix? Have you seen that? I did, I did not. People have asked me that multiple times, and I have not checked it out yet, but I want to. I got to tell you, I thought it would be lame as hell, but it actually is worth watching. It really is. You get some really good insight oh, on Kirk Cousins and, of course, yeah. Mahomes, and then, to a lesser extent, yeah. Marcus Mariota. But I would recommend checking it out. One question. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, though, and get your thoughts on is, in terms of these elite three, or, like, where are you drafting a quarterback this year? Are you one of those guys that wants your hand on one of these top three, four, five guys, or are you waiting? and getting somebody later in the round and drafting more running back and receiver. Oh, if it's super flex, I definitely want to get one of the studs and then get another sweet quarterback yep. later. But non-super flex, I'm willing to wait on quarterback because you can always find a guy. Like, let's look at your rankings from 10 on. Uh, well, 9 on. Sorry, I always forget. Dak Prescott is 9. Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Tua. You got Tua ahead of Aaron Rodgers. You're not concerned about Tua's concussions? Uh, I am to a certain extent. I just like his weapons with with Waddle. I think he takes a big step this year, and then also uh, Tyreek. But I know there's some some sus- suspension stuff. I like the head coach. Aaron Rodgers is long in the tooth. I know he's got plenty of weapons there. This the Aaron Rodgers for me feels very Russell Wilson to Denver. So oh. uh, I'm not saying he's going to have that bad of a season, uh, but it feels. I just prefer Tua and the weapons in the in the offense that he has uh, over over Rodgers. So, um, but I am concerned a little bit with the concussions. Yes. Well, Chad just said in our live chat, which you guys can take advantage of right now. I know uh, this is our first football show, so we shouldn't assume massive popularity, but we know what we're talking about. We have a clue. I've been playing fantasy football for twenty three four years, so I do have an idea what I'm doing. And Chad says I'm willing to gamble on Anthony Richardson at Superflex, who yes, Ooh. just recently named the QB one. For the Indianapolis Colts. I'm stunned that it's happened. This guy is terribly inaccurate, but I guess he's just going to... This is the modern NFL now where you don't need to sit for two years. You just show up and play because the quarterbacks have... No, you don't like that? You're not buying that? I'm out. I'm out on Anthony Richardson, man. Uh, Even in super flex leagues. Not so much in super flex leagues. I would agree with that, uh, actually, for super flex. But uh, I'm just... Like you said, he's just wildly inaccurate. I just think the Colts are, is a dumpster fire of an organization. I just want nothing to do with them. <laughs> uh, I think you're making a Damn! mistake, though. I mean, Tua is one hit away from his career being over. I, I, We have to remember how bad it got last year. I mean, he got beat the hell up. And this football has yep. never been more friendly than it has been now to the quarterback. Even still, he gets beat up. And I just think it's a massive risk. I love Tua before he got hurt so much. I really did. I was... I was one of these two of truthers and I was all about it, but I'm terrified. I'm worried now. I'm very concerned. I'm also concerned that you have Daniel Jones 14th. I think he should be close to the top 10. I really do. Yeah. It's for me, it's like, we've only seen it one, one year out of, out of him, Right. And then receiving core for him. Yeah, but it's Dable. Um, Dable knows what he's doing. 
He does. He does. Uh, that's that's where I, that's why I have him ranked the way I do uh, there. And actually, too, I mean, I know he's got he ran a little bit more last year too, which is which is you know, and his running ability in the legs. Um, obviously, got Saquon Dayball. I mean, there's a lot lot to like there. I just don't like the receivers. Okay, so. but they did uh, they did get um, Darren Waller. Yeah, so that is a that'll be a welcome addition for him. They've got, I mean, Wandale Robinson's coming back from knee injury. They got a bunch of people that they can use. They get a lot out of what they have. I trust Dable implicitly. That's what it is. I just absolutely have faith that Dable is a good coach who's got a secret sauce that he can lather up, barbecue it up on a Sunday, and get the most. And I mean, they just signed a mega extension with Daniel Jones. They believe, and I believe they yep. have a clue. I actually believe in that. So it's impressive because Daniel yep. Jones seemed like he might have been halfway out of this league two years ago. And now he's yep. the man in New York. Uh, looking deeper, you've got uh, so you got Goff's 16 and Russell Wilson, Stafford. Well, how are you viewing Stafford? Are you, are you assuming he's healthy? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like like you just mentioned with, with Brian Dable, I'm, I'm that way with McVay, right? So, I mean, obviously last year was a lost year for them. They had a lot of injuries. Guys just didn't pan out. Stafford wasn't, wasn't healthy. I know he's another year in. Um, but again he's attached to a great offense and a great offensive minded coach. Um, I do think maybe he has one or two years left in the tank. Mm -hmm. I'm really attaching it just to Sean McVay really. And that's why I have him the way I do. Um, you know, who knows, like I said, I mean, if, if, if he, I think the Matthew Stafford of old, even the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford, I think is gone, but I still, still think he can be valuable just because of the weapons that he has. So, and the offensive genius that is Sean McVay. So, Okay, so I've switched it over to my quarterback rankings now. We can still talk about yours as well. I just yeah. want to compare. And also, the fellas Ooh, in the yeah. live chat, Chad says Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott should be flipped, and that might be generous. Come on, dude. Ooh, yeah, very generous. Yeah, I mean, come on. Dak, Dak Prescott is a better fantasy quarterback right now than Brock Purdy. Yeah, um, maybe. And I know that Purdy had, you know, caught fire, and everyone's on the Brock Purdy, Purdy, Purdy train. I think that uh, I think he might be coming back down to planet Earth this year. So, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, Chad looks like he says Dak, who isn't good and was terrible last year. And then we give him a worst offensive scheme. Oh, man. Chad, anti Dak Prescott over here. I love ripping on the Cowboys. I mean, that's my kind of material right there, my friend. But I have to admit, but Dak's the man. They did. Yes. And they did add Brandon Cooks. And they now are going to be giving that backfield to Tony Pollard. I think the Cowboys are being slept on a little bit this offseason if Dak can stay healthy. So. Right. Then Chad says about Stafford is rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, Chad. By the way, Chad is writing at a quarterback list now. He just got hired there. We mentioned this on our baseball show last week. Congratulations to Chad. And he wrote about, I believe, for one of his treatments about Puka Nakua, who is a, what do we call him, like a super sleeper now on the Rams that a lot of people are starting to hype up? Yep. Yeah. Look. A little uh, pre pre draft uh, hype going in the, in the draft season. <laughs> in fact, Jamie said Geno over Jones over Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, because the Giants have a mess at wide receiver. You guys, it doesn't matter who their wide receivers are. They're just going to get a lot out of them. Don't I know that's not a great argument, but I just trust Dable to scheme it up and get the most out of Jones, and then that'll open up the passing lanes because Jones can run so much, and Dable's not afraid, Mike, to let Jones run crazy. They'll set up standard-issue run plays just for Daniel Jones to run, and that's... That's what worked from last year. Got him to a playoff berth on a team that yeah. a lot of people thought would go five and twelve. That's true, and and to your point as well. I mean, the receiving core wasn't great last year, and he still produced pretty well. So, yep. um, 
but at the same time, and I know they were they were just slaughtered with injuries, uh, but they're going to have some guys coming back, Slayton, Sterling Shepard. They have Darren Waller, Saquon, obviously a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he doesn't have anybody. So, wow, uh, just, dude. You're right. Where do you have him in yours? You have him at nine in your, your rankings, right? There we go. Or, we're looking at my rankings. By the way, eight, uh, eight. I put a dynasty little twist in mind with like current potential versus – uh, what they could be down the road on a five-star rating system like uh, college football or high school prospects coming into college, just to mix it up like that because I want to try something different. But yeah, I've got yeah. I got Jones eight here, and because I, I really believe what he's doing there. Basically, he's I'm putting Daniel Jones over Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, who I've got at twelve down there. It's technically eleven. Disregard the number. To, yeah. Actually, I just wish I get rid of the number because it's going to confuse people. Can I go this way? Oh yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you work the internet? Oh, the, the, the number never leaves. Dad. Wait, yeah. can I do this? Can I move it away? Oh, geez. I don't know what I'm doing. I would just I would just delete the, the first row of name team star rating. Oh, okay. I don't know if I could live with myself if I did that. Yeah, oh! It's all good. Just minus, just minus one off these rankings, guys. Here we go. Ah! Okay, now it's gone. Yep. There you go. And the numbers on the right mean... Who cares? Just forget about that for now. All right, so now it all makes sense here like this. And, yeah, I, I believe that – I got Sam Howell 13. What do you think of that? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, uh, that's a bold bold call. I loved him in college, and uh, people forget that he was a Heisman um, – he was a Heisman candidate for a while, even going into the season. I know he didn't have the greatest year at UNC, but at the same time, too, they also have a lot of, a lot of playmakers in Washington with – a new offensive coordinator. That's right. Let me remind you. So, um, in in EB, so Eric Bieniemy. So I do think that um, Eric sleeping with Bieniemy. You got to say it like Berman. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, Jamie's freaking out over I, this. Look at this. He's blown away by my Sam Howell what? ranking. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting crazy up in here. It's getting crazy. But you heard it here first. So again, we're going to reference this video when Sam Howell is going to be up in up in everybody's <laughs> rankings next year. <laughs> Uh, I love I, – how about Jordan Love at 12? Come on, you got to give me shit for that. Also very interesting to me, too. I do. I am going to give you a little bit on that one. Uh, I, I I think the Packers have a good defense this year, and I think they're going to rely heavily on that run game, similar to what their offense looked like last year, uh, just not as pa- pass-oriented. I think you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones and a lot of A.J. Dillon but, hmm. and not put so much pressure on Jordan Love. Uh, he's got big shoes to fill with, with Rodgers leaving. Obviously, he's the next man up. I think they're going to try to do what they can to limit the turnovers and the mistakes with him. I got to tell you guys, every year we don't predict everything that's going to happen. So just by that premise alone, I'm making decisions. First off, of what I also feel and what I know about watching football for a very long time. Jordan Love is a first-round pick. He sat behind Aaron Rodgers for multiple years. Now it's his turn, so he's patiently been there. We've seen him in starts. That's not the same as getting the first-team reps all offseason and being the man. There's a difference there. You have to think about context and situation. And the receivers he has, I love them. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, these are plus those running backs you mentioned. There's a lot of ways to have people get Jordan Love's back, and he could run too. And I'm t- we could be seeing 400 rushing yards this year, at least from Love. So, lock it in, man. I'm, I maybe Hal Howell's. Maybe I thought Sam. The reason I put Sam Howell so high is because he was a big time college recruit for North Carolina, and he just didn't quite. He was. He was. He just didn't quite pan out, and he still gets drafted. He still has that talent. 
Is it a situation like, uh, oh, God, who's that guy on Penn State uh, 10 years ago? He was a second-round pick of the Jets. You know what I'm talking about? Remember this dude? Total oh, bust. yeah. Um, Something Berg? Christian Hackenberg. Yeah. Hackenberg, yeah. yes. This is not Christian Hackenberg. Sam Howell is going to be better than Christian Hackenberg, I assure you. So I, I just believe yeah. in what Howell can do with the talent. He can also move around. And he also has people he can throw the ball to, and that does matter. But Jamie says, gross, gross, love, no way. Okay, that's fair. Chad says, I think you guys are crazy to not think Schottenheimer isn't going to drive the Cowboys into the dirt. He almost ruined T-Law during the Urban Meyer season as the pass game coordinator in Jacksonville. I think, okay, well, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. They got Tony Pollard still. Time too, <laughs> yeah, what's up, Robert? Robert, what's up, man? Uh, Good to see you. At the same time, too, Trevor Lawrence wasn't uh, Trevor Lawrence of last year either, to be fair, and also didn't have the weapons around him so that he does now. So, yeah, I mean, I get the argument with Schottenheimer, but it's Dak Prescott we're talking about here as well. So it's not like we're talking about some second-year, first-year quarterback out of college. So, All right, a couple more here. I got Deshaun Watson at 18. I mean, he's a total douchebag. I can't admit or deny the fact that it impacts my rating a little bit because he's just a scumbag. And I admit that freely. I'm just going to be honest about that and lock it in. There you go. But I actually think the Browns could be much better this year and make the playoffs because I think Stefanski's a decent coach. They had a rough year last year, but it's a hell of a division. It's a hell of a division, Mike. It's really, really tough yep. in the AFC. Why North. do you have... I'm interested. I mean, outside of him being a dirtbag, why, what is your... Like, you don't think he'll – I think we've seen the Deshaun Watson of old is probably not coming back, but do you think he still can produce and maybe get, climb up in those rankings for you? He might. He, like, he might finish when, top 12. It's possible. Yep. But that's it for me. I yeah. still think that okay. he, he could try to deny – deny – deny everything that he did and happened with all of the accusations related to every woman who came out against him. But he gets shit from other players, and it still hangs over locker rooms, and everyone knows. It's like when you go to prison and you're – He's not a kitty rapist. I'm not saying that. But you know what happens to, like, the worst people in prisons? The prisoners clean house. They do. It's just like this weird right. vigilante justice that we allow because our country's got a lot of problems. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you know this. The United States has a lot of issues. I'm just saying. But uh, Deshaun Watson is going to have to prove that he can get back to basics, and I'm just not sure that's possible. Uh, I also put Kenny Pickett in top 15. I think Pickett's going to take another jump forward this year, Mike. He's got a lot of really good weapons that I like, and I think that's going to play a big part in it. But I think you're going to see a big jump because he's got it here. I know Pickett might have small hands, Mike, but he's got it between the ears. Yeah, he's a playmaker, too. I mean, we saw that when he played at Pittsburgh, uh, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I'm I'm indifferent about Kenny Pickett. I still need to see more from him in terms of his passing ability, but he's a playmaker, and the dude just makes plays. Yeah, so, he also um, did that stupid and, play when his senior year of college. Remember when he, uh, <laughs> he totally yep. – Fake slid. Fake slid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, Jamie agrees. I love pick it to book. Pickens. Pick it to Pickens. Book it. I'll book it. I just blocked that in. And also, Robert says, thanks. Been a few weeks, man. Rough fantasy baseball season. I'm ready for football now. Well, Robert, you've come to the right place. If your fantasy baseball team's in the dumper, it's time to talk football. Uh, he also says, I think Pickett is going to be better than Love. Oh, hell yeah. Now we're talking, man. See, there we go. Robert's going to love my rankings. Robert, check out my free rankings on the Patreon. Me and Mike both have our rankings available for free on the Palazzo Podcast Patreon. Uh, and Chad wants to know, why is there a Kyle Trask on our screen? I can, I can, I'm going to take a guess here for you, okay? <laughs> Does anybody actually really believe that Baker Mayfield is going to hold that job down 
thank you. All season long. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and they drafted Kyle Trask pretty high. I can't remember where they took him. I think they took him in was it the second second or third round. Where did they draft? Second Trask? round, I believe. It could be. Yeah, I'll double check. Second I thought it was round, second yeah. rounder. Yeah. Uh, I like that call actually a lot. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Kyle Trask. Uh, I I do think that the, the Buccaneers are going to be a really rough spot for fantasy purposes. But then again, at the same time, too, they do have weapons. People forget. That's my brother, by the way. Baker's cheeks? Um, people... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like he's ass is what he's basically. Oh, hell yeah. What's up, Mike's brother? Good to have yeah. you here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And they got playmakers. I mean, just because, I mean, and again, I'm, I know I can make the same case for, for Baker Mayfield. I just think he's done. They, they want to see what they have in Kyle Trask. I actually like, like that call. That's for, that's for your brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told Joe, I told Michael that you're, uh, you're a keyboard ASMR, AMR, ASMR guy. That's awesome. Oh, Charles is here. What's up, guys? Charles, good to have you, man. Welcome to the football show. What's up, man? Woo-hoo! Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Kyle Trask is going to take that job. Even if he doesn't take it the first three or four weeks, it's eventually going to be Trask's job. I agree with you. Uh, last thing, and then we'll move on to running backs. How do you rank or look at the rookie quarterbacks here? Bryce Young and, of course, Stroud in Houston and then Anthony Richardson we kind of talked about, uh, formerly known as AR-15. Uh, not a great not a great nickname for the United States these days, no. I would say. No, no. Um, That's putting him around. How I look at how I look at them, I don't think we are looking at guys like that we've seen in years years past with with our rookie quarterbacks. I would, I mean, in super flex leagues, yeah, maybe. I mean, you could take a chance on one of these guys in, in dynasty formats. Of those rookie quarterbacks, I do like Bryce Young the most. I know he's a little on the smaller side. I just think, again, and I'm not just saying that because he was the number one overall pick, but I'm looking at it more so the fact of played at Alabama, played under Saban. Um, he's got, you know, rushing ability. You know, we'll 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 see. I know his weapons. Obviously, DJ Moore is gone, but uh, I like him the most probably out of all those guys. Um, but I'd probably rank him exactly how they were drafted: hmm. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. But I don't know if you have anything uh, if you feel differently on that. Uh, oh, Chad says Richardson's run game pushes him up to at least top twenty at worst. Uh, we'll see. But if they know that's all he can do, they can crowd the line and make him throw downfield. I mean, these aren't idiots. And the Colts don't make him. Don't make. Don't make him a thrower. Yeah, they got to. I mean, you would really expect that to be the yep. case. Uh, Robert says Pickett right. is a baller. Last year, many players were rough all season, and Kenny progressed in the second half. All right, I like it, Robert. We got the live chat humping now. We had Chad and Jamie holding us down here, but we got some fresh takes up in here. Robert also says AR fifteen. Nice. I may have to consider him. What? No. I, I, okay, you're right. I mean, it's your right to own a gun. Who am I to say that? Uh, uh, Bryce Young can't see over his own line. Zing! That's right. Lock that in. Good call, brother. Uh, he's going to have a tough time with NFL speed. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But like I said, he did play at the probably the closest thing to um, a pro team in college football at Alabama. So, Or just really even playing in the SEC. So Okay. Yeah, with the rookies, man, I, I'm kind of baffled. I I think that uh, Stroud could be the best of the three this year in terms of a, a passer. Stroud might end up with the best passing numbers. I actually think that's possible. 
You got to look at the division yeah. and who they're playing. Yeah, AFC South. You got Jacksonville and you got the Titans. That could be tough. I get it. But you know, the Colts are going to have Richardson versus Stroud in at least two matchups this year, which will be entertaining. And then I got yeah. uh, down here, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo is he's clearly going to be the starter for the Raiders this year, but everyone hates him. It looks like you hate him too. Why? Um, Because I looked at all the other guys above him. And I was like, you know, I can't rank Jimmy Garoppolo above him. I actually, I did rank a rich higher, Stroud higher, Desmond Ritter of the Falcons, a, a year two guy, who under Arthur Smith, a coach I really respect, I think is going to grow a lot, and he's got great weapons again in Atlanta with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and there is, an, and of course, the running game they have is dominant last year. So, so that's, yep. I guess that's why in the end, I put Trey Lance thirty one. I think Lance is going to have to show something here or be traded. And I'm not so sure that Purdy just going to take off of the job this year in San Francisco. No, and it's also worth noting too that they they signed Sam Darnold as well. And uh-huh. I know that we've seen plenty of we've played, seen plenty of Sam Darnold. We can kind of turn the page on that. But hey, if anybody's going to be able to turn this guy around, it's it's Shanahan and the 49ers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mike's, bro- Mike's brother says, listen to me, not my Football my is my thing. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. Got to go, guys. Good takes. Hail football season. Wee! I like your brother. He's a funny guy. I can tell. The funny, funniness yeah. comes right through the text. Uh, Robert says, thinking of going after Trevor Lawrence at the 5-6 turn. I'm picking 12. Then I'm thinking of Derrick Henry and Pollard PPR. But we do get QBR points. What? Oh, my God. You do QBR yeah, points? Yeah, wow. Interesting. Wow. That's hardcore, dude. Damn. I've never heard of that. It's the first league I've ever heard of doing that. So QBR being yeah, the ESPN rating system for those who aren't aware. Uh, Robert says, Hertz, Brown at 1213. I am considering two as well. Wow. I like that stack. Uh, Donald has consistently outplayed Lance so far. I don't give a shit what's happened so far. Lance will end up in the QB3 where they can hold him. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. And if Purdy fails, it will be Darnold getting the Shanahan treatment. Ooh. Yeah, but keep in, keep in mind, too, also, and I want to make this, I mean, obviously nobody can predict the future, right? But in terms of this quarterback situation in San Francisco, people forget, and I know things changed. They also did this with um, Trey Sermon out of Ohio State, which was a god-awful pick. I was so high. Oh. They drafted Trey Lance and traded up to get Trey Lance, right? Yeah. So they're going to want to see what they have in him. He's been riddled by injuries. He's a playmaker. I mean, he gives them a la- another layer of of to this offense with his rushing ability too that Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy just don't. So yep. keep that in mind. Good call. Uh, Charles says, "Hen and Hooker to the moon." <laughs> All right, you, Charles. I think you missed my Lions rant. So if you go back, you guys can see my Lions rant from earlier, uh, which was quite uh, ranty, if you will. It was entertain. It was entertaining as all hell. Are you not entertained? Wait a minute. Why am I? Why's my screen go? There we go. That's better. All right. Let's. Uh, we're gonna have to speed round this because that quarterback took way too long. <laughs> really? Forty nine minutes in. So, pulling up your rankings again. We're on the running backs. Why don't you just give me the highlights of your running back rankings, however you see fit to describe them? I'll just kind of scroll through along the way while we do so. In three, two. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Up next, some shitty commercials just for you.
Yeah. So I think the, for the top three, again, just like quarterback are, are, are kind of interchangeable, but those are definitely the top three there in PPR formats, McCaffrey, Barkley, and Eckler. I could even make a strong case that Eckler would be the RV one again this year. Um, but um, one guy I want to ask real quick, and I want to get your thoughts on is Bijan Robinson, because I've seen so many different takes on, on the, the, the running back position with him specifically and where people are drafting him at. Yep. Right. I've seen him go as the third running back off the board. How are you treating Bijan Robinson? I know he's been he's he's a great running back prospect out of Texas. Are you gambling and using? <laughs> are you gambling? Everyone's showing up today. And use, yeah. Are you gambling and taking a first round pick on or chance on Bijan Robinson? Noting that Tyler Algier played actually pretty well last year. Um, and you know, again, I know Bijan is this, this high level prospect. They spent a top 10 pick on him. What are you doing with Bijan Robinson? If he fell in that round to you, or would you feel comfortable drafting him in the first? Uh, I think Bijan's being overhyped and people are just going all in on Bijan Robinson. Like Tyler L. Shields never existed in the first place. It's hardcore and it's mm-hmm. intense, man. And remember fucking yep. Rothfuss, Rothfuss burger, the quarterback was all fucking hug it, chug it football. It's all about hug and chuck and football. This is a passing league. And I am not taking one of my top picks on Bijan Robinson. It's too much of a gamble for me. All of these names on this list here that are in the top tier you have, McCaffrey's. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you have Barkley, too, by the way. that blo- I think that's crazy. Uh, what, do you think Barkley should be one? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. That was a joke. That was a good one. I think Barkley yeah. should be much farther down. And I, okay. I would rather have... McCaffrey, Eckler, Pollard. I think Pollard's my number two or three. Seriously. Yep. And then I really like Ramondre, and I don't give a shit about the Ezekiel Elliott signing. I don't care about it at all. I think he's totally washed. I. I think he could be a goal line back that would service and be more valuable on a team that could really have a lot of opportunities to have goal line plays. But the Patriots are going to be behind a lot of games this year. They're going to have to throw a lot more than they want yeah. to. I don't I don't trust Elliott there at all. So I like Ramondre. I love Chubb. I just, I would rather have all these guys than Bijan is what I'm telling you. Yeah. And the best way with the Ramondre Stevenson situation real quick is Zeke is just filling that Damian Harris role, right? He may steal some goal line touches, um, but Ramondre was that guy last year too. They know what they have in him. Um, the Zeke Elliott from uh, signing for me doesn't do much in terms of moving him down my rankings at all. So. Jamie wants to let us know that uh, they talked about Bijan in their NFC West preview. Out of Rhythm Sports. Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports. Make sure you check it out. YouTube channel, subscribe, all that stuff. They're doing a show tonight, too. Make sure you get your ass over there and check it out. Robert says, I feel like Pollard is going to be like CJ2K was. Really? Wow. I feel like they're much different players, the two of them, but like shine brightly and then fade away. Is that what you're saying? The year CJ became the starter, I had pick two. I traded that pick for pick 11 and $60. I picked Chris Johnson, and everyone was like, what the I want it all, dominating the league. Lock it in. Very cool, Robert. Robert, you're the man. Everyone listen to Robert. He knows what he's talking about. Chad also says, as a Ramondre truther, his fumble in- issues and injury woes should lead to Zeke eating into him enough to push him toward top 15. Wow. Okay, I don't know about that. Zeke in the top 15? Wow. Uh, let me let me go over my Saquon number two because he's one of the true workhorse running backs still left in football, and he... Again, this is a Dable thing, uh, and they know how to use him, and he's I finally stayed healthy. 
he's in a he got that one year contract. I think that he's going to be coming out with a vengeance. But again, who they got behind him? Like who's the RB two in New York? Wasn't it like Wayne Gallman or something like that? Well, it's Matt Breida. It's uh, it was Gary Brightwell. Yeah. There's a couple of guys there. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's Saquon's job, and again, just simply because of the fact that he's so valuable out of the backfield, they're going to utilize him. He is a Swiss Army knife in that offense. Um, I love Barkley this year, and I can even bot- make a case for him being the number one running back. I promise you guys, he will be a top three running back this year. And PPR, half PPR standard doesn't matter. Lock that in. Okay, dude. Yeah, that's a, wow, dude. That's hardcore. So I'm talking about here. Uh, the rest of your rankings here as yep. we move along. Uh, Derrick Henry, eighth, seventh. Yeah, that's fine. Derrick Henry's fading. He's slowly fading. He'll probably fade more this year. Jonathan Taylor, uh, Chad just put in the live chat that he's got more personal issues going on. How are we viewing Jonathan Taylor in draft season? People need to know. Uh, I'm not touching him with a 40 foot pole. Um, I know he, and the whole thing with, hey, like, hey, I'm going to be coming back to camp, but I still want to be traded. The Colts are going to be a bad team. I think they're going to be stacking the box again to make Richardson a thrower. They're going to uh, neutralize Jonathan Taylor. Uh, plus the injury concerns. I'm just not in on him at his draft price. Uh, so if he falls to me, obviously maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take a chance on him, but plus the ankle injury. So not sold. A little low on Gibbs there. Gibbs is down there 2021. I don't know. I think you should have him yep. higher. He should be top 12. I really feel he's awesome. Dude, not because he's a lion uh, either. Yep. And if you scroll down a little bit uh, deeper in there, um, I am, I want to mention this too, and I'm so glad you're right, right at this spot. I do have Gibbs higher ranked than David Montgomery. I am a big David Montgomery truther. Oh, okay. If he stays healthy, and again, that offense is spectacular. I love David Montgomery this year. I do think he's going to take on that, that Williams role that is now gone. He's with New Orleans. Um, he's going to get the goal line work, he's going to get the, the between the tackles work. He's great in pass protection. I know Gibbs is a rookie this year. So, again, I think my question to you is, as a Detroit truther, can David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, can both of those guys offer value in PPR formats? And what are your thoughts on David Montgomery? Uh, I think Gibbs will offer more value in PPR. I think uh, Montgomery is the Jamal Williams replacement. Although Montgomery can catch balls, he definitely can. He's shown that in Chicago. Yeah. I'm just more pro Gibbs. I think Gibbs is more explosive. I've never liked Montgomery either. I've never drafted him ever. So maybe I'm a little harsher on him than I should be. But I think they both could finish like we saw last year. I mean, DeAndre Swift was hurt too much, so that's the problem. And you won't have that problem most likely yeah. with these two running backs. But Jamal Williams had the ridiculous 18 rushing touchdowns last year, which was the most insane thing that ever happened. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And then Swift was supposed to be the complimentary receiving speedy back but he couldn't stay healthy enough. He's made of tissue paper. So, yeah, I like it. Yep. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, by the way, with the Jets, bad news, good news? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, same thing. I, I'd like to see how it works. I just I don't understand the signing just from a pure football standpoint. I get Brees Hall had the knee injury too, but at the same and it's a one-year deal. So I think there's going to be – they're going to be eating into each other's workloads, really. But I think – Cook is going, they're going to take their time with Brees Hall and make sure that he's 100% right before they give him a full complement of shares. You know, who knows how many touches he gets. I'm just, I'm probably, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably not in on either of those guys with, with, it's just a nightmare situation for both of them. I was in on Brees Hall before they signed Dalvin Cook, but now <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Look, I, I think that's a mess there. It's a total mess. I was already avoiding Brees Hall because he, again, 
Last year, I thought he was overhyped, and I got bailed out because he had the knee injury. But I, I wasn't taking him as high as everybody else was, and I lucked out there. And now Devlin Cook's there. It's just another reason. And they got Michael Carter still there. I like Michael Carter. He's a good receiving back. So do I. So yep. forget it. That's. But I think Javante Williams here, you got him too low. You got him here at 28, 29. And the only – the only reason why I have him there is is same reason why I have Brees Hall here is the knee injuries, right? And there's, I, I just guys coming off injuries like that too. I just I and the Broncos situation as well. Like I don't think Denver is going to be what everybody thinks they're going to be. Plus they signed some AJP Ryan, so again probably eating into his workload. I'd love Javante Williams. I loved him so much in college. My brother, if you're still on here, drafted him or kept him as a rookie keeper. I think in the sixth round last year. And he burned him, but I love Javante. I hope he comes back and proves me wrong. I just, the knee injury scares me. Yeah, Chad's saying here, you got James Cook here at 33. James Cook looks like a major breakout waiting to happen this year. I know Brooke, I know Cook, not Dalvin, but James is getting a lot of run from James. some big timers in the industry this year. But that's at the same time, too. Like the, the, the Bills are a pass happy team, right? Um, and I know that the, uh, who knows, maybe they want to run the ball more this year, but the, that Bills are a pass happy team. Plus, they got Damien Harris. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I could see that that happening. I just, I want to see it first. Yeah. Jamie compares it to a Aaron Jones Dylan like backfield situation. Yeah. I like that. That's, I also yeah. like, you got Dylan too low. You got him here at 36. I like Dylan to be at least 10. 12 spots higher. I actually think Dylan could outperform Jones this year. I'm marking it in, locking it in. That's how I feel Ooh, this year. I really do feel that way. So I want to get it on record. And if I'm right, people be like, okay, well, sometimes a clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's so many running backs. It goes on forever. Uh, what about the Miami situation real Let's, quick? Yeah, real quick. Uh, you know, everybody's going to get touches here. I know a lot of people were high on the, um, the rookie that came out uh, out of there. Um, Devin Ashin. A-Chain. I say A-Chain. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but all three of those guys are probably going to get looks between A-Chain, Mostert, and uh, Jeff Wilson, who, if you watch those games last year, I just feel like they love Jeff Wilson so much (laughs) as a bruiser type running back. So like, this is another backfield I'm probably staying away from in dynasty formats. Yeah, I'll take a chance on Devon A-Chain, but I know a lot of people are really high on him this year. Yeah, these are my real quick look. At, I have Gibbs at eight here, so I have him top eight running back this Ooh. year. Pollard is right behind. Yeah. I go Chubb second, Eckler third, then Pollard. Then Ramondre, this was before the Ezekiel signing. I'm going to have to maybe consider a slight adjustment on that. But then I put ETN right behind him. I love ETN to be a top six running back this year. I really do. Yeah, ETN for me, and I just want to go on record of saying that James Robinson, if you're listening, I love you so much. (laughs) Jacksonville Jaguars did you dirty, man. They did you dirty. Uh, I love James Robinson, and Travis ETN shattered that last year. But um, I don't know if they love him in passing down situations, and and I think the, the Tank Bigsby is going to be eating into his workload more than people think. So I do like Travis ETN. I don't know if I like him at, as as a number six back, but. Um, yeah, um, I love you know he's obviously a great maker at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence's boy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you got John. You got Bijan at eleven. Yeah, that's right. That's yep. I just wanted to verify. Also, Miles Sanders. I think he's going to get a nice workload this year. If you talk about workhorse backs, I know Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard is in the mix, but if you like Barkley for that reason, I think Sanders is worth noting in there as well. I got Henry by the way all the way down at fourteen. I'm I'm totally out on Derrick Henry. I'm done with him ready to move on. And Alexander yeah. Madison is also a guy who could finish as a top eight back this year. He he really has had 
flashes, and now with Dalvin Cook gone, he could thrive that this year. Agreed. Uh, you have Joe Mixon at 18. I'm interested in hearing your take on that one. Yeah, I just think uh, he's got a lot of talent, but they throw the ball a lot, and he doesn't end up getting the big workload that we think he can get. It's frustrating. It's just, a, And I also like the rookie Chase Brown they drafted at Illinois this year. He could make it a little, little more difficult for Mixon to be a top 12 running back this season. Uh, the other one we haven't mentioned yet is the Seattle situation with Kenneth Walker and then the rookie who's coming in now who – you know, was a former Michigan Wolverine. He went to UCLA, and now he's a Seattle Seahawk. It's Zach Charbonnet. I, I still think Walker's the superior back, and people want to jump all over Charbonnet because he's the new shiny toy. But I know Walker is dealing with some injury issues, but Walker is a stud. He showed really, really impressive ability to get a heavy workload through a certain part of last year as a rookie. I love him. Yeah, he's an, he's an elite, elite talent. Uh, and I know he got hurt last year, so a lot of people are going to be writing him off immediately. But Kenneth Walker is an absolute stud. And I, I do think he has top 10, top 8 potential to be as a running back this year. Lock that in, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, we're live here. Plato Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. He's Mike Virginia. I'm Michael Govier. Follow me on Twitter, MJ, what used to be known as Twitter, MJ Govier. And, of course, you can follow Mike on Twitter at MKB Fantasy. Uh, Robert says that Madison sucks. I, that's a strong disagree on that, my friend. He wants Kareem Hunt to go to the Vikings and then take the backfield. Didn't Kareem Hunt sign with New Orleans? Did he? Is, did he? Is this breaking news? Because he hadn't yeah, signed anywhere I thought, yet. I, I, no, I thought I thought that I read that like two or three days ago. I could have sworn he signed with somebody. Confirmed that in the chat. Didn't, I don't think I so. thought he signed with New Orleans. Not yet. No, I think he's no. still free agent. Yeah. Maybe it was reports. Oh, those reports. He has rumors. Rumors. We all get caught up in the rumor well, mill. Even on that, too. Like, imagine if they signed Kareem Hunt. They would be Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara when he's at, you know, at, off the suspension, plus Jamal Williams. Ooh. There's a bunch of, when you Google Kareem Hunt, there's three articles that come up in the news, the top stories about why haven't the Minnesota Vikings signed Kareem Hunt? yet <laughs> so robert you're out of something there uh ceh sucks yep. clyde edwards hilaire sucks over his ls i disagree i actually think ceh is gonna have a bounce back this year and will take away some of the mckinnon that took over last year the mckinnon role he's gonna come back it's not over yep. for him i still believe especially ppr league ceh is a he could be an rb3 i really believe that it's possible all right yeah i'm done on ceh myself oh i can't blame you you're a grown man and you're allowed to do what you want to do all right uh, over to receiver now receiver is filled with so many fun players these are mike's rankings remember both of our rankings are available completely free the plaza podcast patreon which you can find in this description uh, discord is free join us talk football all season long baseball until the regular season ends and then we say goodbye to the fantasy baseball season, but we're still yep. doing that as well. Now it's uh, obvious here. You got Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Cup, Diggs, Lamb, Brown, Amon Rod, Devontae. I mean, you got all the hits here. Uh, yep. You got the both the former Buckeyes here, Wilson and Alave. I think it's interesting to decide between the two of them, not because they were former college teammates, but because they're both really, really talented. Yeah, really good. Um, and I, I struggled with this one. I flip-flopped these guys both quite a bit uh, i think alave is probably going to have a probably the a good share of those targets in new orleans and garrett wilson's obviously going to have to split with alan lazard and he's going to um going to have to split with obviously the you know the running backs out of the backfield and i'm losing it here uh, Corey davis um who else is on that there's the receiver that they signed new york uh, alan lazard mind Nicole hardman i said him already but 
Miko Hardman, that's who I was uh, referencing. So I just think Rodgers has a lot of weapons to play with, and, uh, and I still think Garrett Wilson is a stud, obviously, because of these these rankings here. But um, I flip-flop so much. I just trust Rodgers more than I do Derek Carr. But. If Cup is healthy, is, couldn't he possibly be the two this year? Could I would just much rather bank on Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Those are those are those two guys are in a whole nother tier for me. Um, I can even probably make the argument for Tyreek Hill as well. But two years um, ago, Cup yeah, did Cup, them all. PPR monster, man. Yep. But another another year in with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I just I'd much rather have those guys. Just that's just me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I love CD Lamb. I think if De- if he grows again and Dak grows with him, CD Lamb could be a top three wide out this year. He really could in PPR. And yeah. in non PPR, I struggled with this one too. I love AJ Brown this year as well. I actually flip flopped. I had AJ Brown above CD, um, but again, um, it was a, it's really close for me. There. I had CD above as well, so I think we agree on that. That's yeah. cool, right? I, yeah. Uh, oh Good. no, I lied. Whoops, my bad. These are my rankings over here: AJ Brown, then CD. But they're right next to each other, just like you. Just flip flopped. Uh, I put Alave in yep. the top eight here, though. I did. I love Alave. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think, yeah. I only think the only reason I put Garrett Wilson a couple slots lower than Alave is that I believe Alave is going to get more of a chunk of what Derek Carr is going to do. Derek Carr could throw it around a lot for the Saints. And then get, you know, with Garrett Wilson having Aaron Rodgers, I think there's going to be a lot of other options. Rodgers likes to spread the ball around. I know he threw three touchdowns in one yeah. game to Christian Watson last year. I just think that Olave is going to get more targets by season's end, and that matters. So if you believe that, then Olave over Wilson. Yep, yep I agree with that. I, just, I think here's the here's here's the thing. Who do you trust more as a quarterback this year between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, that's a great question. I think maybe by a hair, it's Carr. <laughs> by a hair. Okay. But, interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way, but I'm I'm flip flopped. I'm Rodgers there just because of you know. We've seen, we've seen him produce an elite level talent. I think a change of scenery might do good for him. I did say earlier though that we're going to be looking maybe at a at a Denver Broncos situation a little bit. So Ooh. noting that he's older, he's older too. You know what I mean? And Derek Carr's still got some years left in him. So all right, switching back to Mike's rankings over here. We moving down. Uh, Calvin Ridley top twenty. I like that. I like that call a lot. I'm pro Love Calvin him. Ridley comeback player of the year this year. Obviously, Demar Hamlin's going to win it, yep. but Calvin Ridley will get honorable mention. Yeah, love Calvin Ridley this year. I think he's the wide receiver one, obviously, in Jacksonville. And I know a lot of people will say Christian Kirk, and a lot of other people will say Zay Jones is still going to take some targets away from him and Evan Ingram. But, again, Calvin Ridley, uh, people are sleeping on him, forgot about how elite he was in Atlanta. So this guy was being drafted as a top-five receiver before he got suspended. Um, So I actually think – I actually think I have him too low, believe it or not. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Let's see, where did I put Calvin Ridley? I put him, ooh, uh, switching over to my rankings again. I put him right here, 14. So I had him six spots higher, yeah. So if you want to match me on that, that. you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I like that call. All right, back to Mike's rankings over here. Then, yeah, we got Jerry Judy. We got the classic battle. By the way, Keenan Allen, this is too high, Mike. Keenan Allen's 30 years old now. He never stays healthy. I know he can catch the ball really, really well, but it's just another year where I don't trust him. I would rather have Keenan about 10 spots lower just because I'm concerned about him not being able to be on the field enough and he's not getting any younger. But I just want to talk about the Broncos with Judy and Sutton. Sutton and Judy. Sutton, Cortland, Jerry, Jerry is Cortland. I mean, these guys are intertwined where they're mediocre, but they think we should they think they should be better than not. What do you do with these Denver receivers? 
I love Jerry Judy. I, lo- I also want to note here too, and I'm full disclosure, I am a little bit biased on this because I loved him so much out of college. And I, th- I had a bet with a buddy of mine that he would actually, you know, it's a little bit sad. Who was the other guy? Um, got drafted out of Alabama before him, went to Vegas, killed somebody. Uh, yeah, Henry Ruggs. In a, motor- in a car accident. Henry he Ruggs. just got sentenced yeah, to three to 10 years. Yeah. Oh, but look at this. I love Jerry Judy. Look at this, Robert Booth calling his shot. Ooh. I actually don't dislike that take at all. I actually think that has a real possibility if Trevor Lawrence continues to take the next step. So uh, I like that call, Robert. Yeah, he's saying. But I just think Alave's target share is probably going to be a little higher than Calvin Ridley's. They are going to spread that ball a little bit in Jacksonville. Yeah, he's saying Ridley will be better than Alave this year. So we'll lock you in, Robert. We'll see what happens by season's end, my friend. Also, Jamie says Ridley or A.J. Brown. Ooh, I think that gets A.J. Brown. It'd be tough for people to say Ridley over A.J. I do agree with that, but... Robert says Brown if he stays healthy. Okay, so the, we know where Robert, you know, where he's willing to go. But you love Jerry Judy, and you don't have Cortland Sutton until 42 here. So you're you're seeing a big disparity between Judy and Sutton. Yeah, I I mean, here's the thing with, with Sutton. The same, same reason why you don't like Keenan is just he hasn't been shown to stay healthy. Um, and, again, I just prefer the shiny toy in – Jerry Judy than I do with Cortland Sutton. Although I do like Sutton. I just I do I do need to move Jalen Burks. I just go ahead and I just bolded him for you. I did the work for you right there. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh you. I think you make a mistake here. George Pickens at 39. If we look at old Govier's rankings over here, you're gonna find George Pickens at 19, folks. That's a 20, almost a 20 disparity. How about that shit? Make, make your case for George Pickens. Oh, because Deontay Johnson, people are expecting a comeback, a bounce back. He's just not that great. He's a nice, safe valve to dump to. But George Pickens can go up and get it. He can make big plays. And this is totally intertwined, Mike, with Mr. Pickett, Kenny Pickett's growth. Okay? So if Pickett doesn't grow, then this is a bust call. But I'm expecting Kenny Pickett and Pickens to grow together. They already showed a connection in flashes and moments in 2022 and 2023. I expect that to rise. And I do expect by season's end, George Pickens to be a top 20 PPR wide receiver. So I'm with you on that uh, in terms of they're tied, but I'm the reverse of you. I just don't think that – I think Kenny Pickett probably is a year or two away of being the guy that we want him to there be. There you go. Um, and that's obviously going to suffer with George Pickens being there. So. That makes all the sense of the world. That's right. And Robert agrees. He'll be top 24. Robert, you're a genius. Also, Chad says Henry Ruggs, 2026 comeback player of the year. Lock it in. Okay, there you go. You got it locked in, Chad. All right. Anything else? So we're looking at my rankings here on wide receivers. I'm going back and forth. So if you guys have a hard time keeping up, just listen to me and do your best. Uh, I love Nico Collins. I love Nico Collins every year, but he's got a rookie quarterback. It could make it really tough yep. for him, but he could also, he's huge. He's six foot four. He's got a massive catching radius. Nico Collins can grab balls all over the place, but he also has a hard time staying healthy. I'd rather have Zay Flowers. And to me, Zay Flowers should be, he should win oh, rookie call. of the year this year. I want to lock that in right now. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. There you go. Do it. Zay Flowers. And I know you love that because you're a Ravens fan, but I'm not doing it just to placate Mike. I watched Zay Flowers last year at Boston College, a boring ass institution, Boston College. But Zay Flowers made Boston College fun last year, and the Ravens smartly drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. If Zay Flowers could top this, if he could be better than top 36, that would be great. But I just have to see how the ball distribution goes with Beckham being there, with the return of Rashad Bateman in Baltimore, and how well Lamar Jackson disperses the ball. Uh, you know, shares it. Yeah. Plus new OC, right? Yep. So, but here's my question to you is, and a lot of people have, have made this comparison from to Zay, Zay Flowers to, and again, I know he played for, for Baltimore as well, Hollywood Brown. 
Ooh. Do you like that comparison? I don't like that at all. You think Zay Flowers is a better wide receiver prospect than, flat out. than Hollywood was? Flat out. I think yep. Zay Flowers has I agree with better you. hands. I think he can yep. run better routes. He he might better route runner. Yep. He might not. He's quicker. He might not be faster than Hollywood Brown, but Zay Flowers is quicker and he can cut better than Hollywood could. Hollywood is better at the deep ball. I'll say that. But Zay Flowers has got a guy. Yeah. You get him in open space. You run slant routes. You run drags, and you watch him make moves in the open field. And you're going to be very, very pleased that you have Zay Flowers on your squad. You have him at 51 just for just because we're comparing, and uh, you probably want to see more, I guess. Yeah. Again, I'm just just a simple simple fact, and I probably need to adjust that a little bit i'm operating off of how they've always been in terms of being a run first team we'll see jamie loves tank dell who's also a rookie who's playing in houston who was drafted out of houston the houston cougars that is robert booth says like that call too. oh you like that call all right uh lol on the genius not really robert you're a total genius you know that he says jordan addison is gonna ball out this year i feel like there's a lot of vikings heavy takes here robert are you a vikings fan because that's the second at least you ripped on Madison. Yeah, with Madison. You said Kareem Hunt's coming to Minnesota, and now Jordan Addison's going to ball out. <laughs> I actually do like Jordan Addison a lot this year. Uh, out of the rookie re- receivers, you do. I think if he, I think he, I think he fits nicely into that offense. I think he's going to surprise some people. Well, Charles says rookie Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee is underrated. He was at the UT Alabama game last year where he had five touchdown catches. I remember that game. I remember clear as day. It was amazing. He just exploded. Jalen Hyatt took over that day, and Hendon Hooker threw him five touchdown passes. He's very thin. Uh, he's got long arms, and he can fly. I'm wondering if he'll be durable enough. I, there's been some questions by people that I trust about Jalen Hyatt. I'd be, I'd just be a little suspect about how much he can do this year. But Daniel Jones could use a playmaker like him. Real quick, I want to go back up just slightly. I think we are similar in terms of our rankings for Cortland Sutton. I think we both had him around in the mid-40s. Oh, Is that right? yeah. So you have Sutton here at 42, and old Govier. You got him at 44. Old Govier has got him at. Yeah, look at that. You're right. We're in lockstep. Lock it in. Yeah. I don't get the whole. There's a Sutton craze. Some people love Sutton. I don't get it. He's He's got to show me that he can be a top 20 wide receiver. There's no way in hell he is, though. He's just not. No, he's a physical guy. I just, you know, again, I, I need to see the, the step from Russell Wilson before I'm ready to buy in. But Well, here's one thing. I put Joshua Palmer 45. Now, they drafted Quentin Johnson. So I bring this up because I want to take this opportunity to tell everybody to slow your roll on Quentin Johnston, the rookie out of TCU this year who made a lot of amazing plays against my Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal game, which I'll never forget. It was awful. They left him wide open so he could have a 75-yard touchdown. That was stupid as hell. <laughs> but Joshua Palmer has been ascending, and if Herbert's going to be the guy that Mike thinks he'll be this year, Herbert gets better this year. I think Joshua Palmer is still a very much a part of that, and he's still younger, and there's no Jalen Guyton. He had the knee injury last year, so Palmer's ahead of him. I think Palmer should be ahead of Johnston. And then Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are always hurt. So, ergo, I think Palmer's a guy who's underrated coming into 2023. Do you think Joshua Palmer kind of plays that another deep, deep ball guy for, for Justin Herbert? No, that's the thing, though. Is, yeah, they- he doesn't, right? Like, DeAndre Carter showed up in flashes to do that for them last year. Palmer's more of a the guy he can trust, who can rack up receptions and score some touchdowns here and there. But Johnston might be a better talent. <laughs> but I just think there's a big difference between talent and execution, especially as a rookie. And Johnston's going to have to show it to me. That's why I'm just showing you. I went all the way down to 86 on Quentin Johnston right wow. now. 
I'm, you're, you're low on him. That's putting it mildly, right? That's putting it mildly. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's Tank Dell. I like Tank Dell. I still put him top 83. I think that's pretty good for a rookie that nobody cares about. So, and also, I'm totally out on Zay Jones this year just because he's right there on the screen. What Zay Jones had an incredible year with Trevor Lawrence last year, but now that Calvin Ridley's there, Zay Jones, it's gonna be third in that pecking order. I just I think Jacksonville is one going to be one of those teams too, where they're going to score a lot of. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take another step forward, and they have a lot of playmakers. Um, he's going to be a flex worthy type player. I don't think you can't in a bye week replacement type guy. Um, but I agree with that take. I think he's third in that pecking order for sure. All right, let's do tight end. We'll get the hell out of here. This has been a wild affair here. The Bluffton Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Make sure you subscribe. Give me two. Like the video. If you guys don't know how YouTube works, that's how it works, okay? And you can make your final comments here in the live chat before we leave. Chad says, oh, he agrees with me. Johnston is a bust. Yeah! Woo! Let's, let's Let's all enjoy the fact that we're commiserating that a guy's gonna fail <laughs> we're like we're celebrating yeah. yeah that's not cool right uh jamie says johnston comes in and takes it three high towers what's that mean i don't know, I don't know that one hmm. uh nfl caliber corners in college made johnston look like a make-a-wish kid who wanted to play football with real players oh, wow dude that's intense wow uh, chad dude. says russell gage needs oh yeah russell gage tore his knee right he's done this year he got hurt today so yep i gotta like him uh in moments last year he had a couple decent games late in the year with brady all right final yep. tight end rankings and we're out of here we'll go to michael's first mike your tight end rankings begin shockingly with a man named kelsey his name is travis yeah. kelsey so that's obvious. You you don't think he's going to fall apart? He's going to get one year older? No, no. I mean, I yes, I do think there's a, that that concern. I just think being attached to Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's just he's the most dominant tight end in football right now. And until I see it, I'm not willing to drop him any lower. So, but secretly, um, you're wishing that Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews takes over the spot oh. this year. Hundred percent. But I have a bold take with with Mark Andrews. Ooh, too. Um, all right, let's do we'll it. Get into it. Oh, um, I do think I do think that Isaiah likely uh, has the potential to kind of step in. and They play those two tight end sets. Isaiah likely is getting slept on. Uh, and I know that Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson have a thing going on, too. Likely is a better player than people think. And I'm not saying he's going to have fantasy relevance this year, but I do think there are going to be flashes where we go. Hmm. Could there be a situation where Isaiah likely comes into fruition a, a little bit heavier target share this year. I think there's a potential for that. These are my rankings. I got him 23rd, which is higher than a lot of people do because Mark Andrews is there. That's how much I think of likely. Yep. I think he's a badass. Look, I've also got – this is five on the potential meter, which is five out of five. He's fully loaded stud. with talent. Complete stud. And even Charlie Kohler, the third guy, is a pretty good tight end. they got a lot of talent the Ravens do at tight end this year. So I'm I'm joining in. I love likely. And obviously, if Andrews wasn't there, likely would be a stud this season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I do think there's – like I said, I do think there's some 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 sets where they're going to be able to run both those guys out there, and they will, trust me. Likely is a guy who can catch the football. Look what I did for you on my rankings. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> Mar, I hope that I, I hope that comes true. I hope Mark Andrews can find them on the year. Yeah, I, I'm going um, Andrews I, this year just a hair over Kelsey because he's another year over. Andrews a little bit younger. Lamar has the best year of his career this year with all the other weapons. It opens up Andrews to have double-digit touchdowns easy this year. So we're a little off on the TJ Hawkinson. You have him at, I'm, the numbers are throwing me off, four, yep. I guess, number four tight end of the board. And I think I have him at three. 
why do you like Evan Ingram over TJ Hawkinson? Uh, I think Evan Ingram is a superior talent, and we saw last year what could happen when he had competent quarterback play with Trevor Lawrence. And Ingram's in his prime, and he's going to continue to do more, not less. Last year was not a fluke, and he'll build off this year as the Jaguars contend for a Super Bowl in the AFC. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but they really will. And I think, really, it's not that big a deal. I could put Hawkinson slightly over what Ingram will do this year. I, I think it's... The difference is very minimal, so it's not like I'm really going to argue the point. I'm with I'm with you. I think for me, the reason why I have Hawkinson where I do, and again, I think most, if you look at ADP, I think that's where he's getting taken the third tight end off the board. I think you're buying the name there, but at the same time, too, I think their situations are kind of similar as well in terms of just the competition for targets, right? Yep. Um, and and with Justin Jefferson in there in Minnesota, plus um, we just talked about him. Long day, guys. Long um, day. Who's the kid they drafted out of? Uh, oh, Jordan Anderson. Jordan I got your bag, man. So he's gonna be, yeah, he's gonna be taking over for for Adam Thielen's role. So again, who knows how many targets we see for Falkinson? He had a really couple bad games last year too. We dropped like wide open passes and, and touchdowns oh. and stuff like that. I love my um, lions. So yeah, yeah. Former lion traded uh, last, but year. yeah. Believe it or not, I want to get your take on this. In my home league, uh, I am keeping TJ Hawkinson as my non-rookie keeper. I get to keep him in the eighth round hmm, this year. Nice. What are your thoughts on that's that? That's a good call, dude. Eighth round, that's good value. If he's going to be a guy yeah. who scores double-digit touchdowns, Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball with all the other options, I love it, man. Let's party. Uh, we got a question here yeah, from Jacob go. Johnson in our live chat. My quarterback is Josh Allen with Kirk on my bench, and a guy wants Kirk Cousins. If I could do Kirk and Singletary for DJ Moore and Javante Williams. Would you do that? So Kirk Cousins and Devin Singletary for DJ Moore of the Bears. Who, by the way, I'm out, I love Moore's talent, but I'm out at him this year. I'm not a fan of him in Chicago. But you, I'm with you. As you well. get Javante Williams, which I love, right? So he also yep. says his other receivers are Hill, Smith, and Juju. I would I would trade for okay. Javante Williams if because you've got Josh Allen, so you can move Kirk Cousins, and you're giving up Singletary, right? So do it. Yeah, the only question I have is: Is this super flex league? Like, is this is this oh. a, uh, like a two quarterback league? Because if so, having Allen and Kirk Cousins is a is a pretty solid one two punch. Um, but yeah, if it's a one quarterback league and you're not playing super flex, I make this deal. Hell yeah. I would like to know who your running back is, though. Yeah, that's a great point. Your brother's back. He says he was never a fan of Moore ever. Former Terrapin, by the way, DJ yeah. Moore. So there's might be some bias in there. My brother. You ready for this one? I took DJ Moore in the third round last year. And it was awful. Um, yeah, and my brother notingly did say that uh, hated that pick. You know what you did? He sucked. You believed in Matt Rule too yeah. much. That's what you did. We all fell for it. We all thought I Matt did. Rule. He turned Temple around for Christ's sakes. Why couldn't he turn Carolina around? <laughs> it was stunning. Right. Also, your brother says, uh, "Did we talk about Javante Williams? I missed it because I'm Mike's brother. I would appreciate a 30 second elevator speech on him. Well, you did miss it, so go back and hear what your brother and I both had to say." About Javante Williams. He could rewind this episode as soon as it's done. And then uh, lastly, Robert says, Juwan Johnson, we're talking tight ends here in our final positional ranking of the day, I think is a great sleeper for the Saints. Kind of think Foster Moreau, if Juwan was to get hurt, would be good too since he played with Carl already. That actually bothers me, Mike. I'm concerned about Juwan Johnson's ability to be a tight end one for the saints with foster moreau being right there he's a talented guy with the rapport the car him already had so i'm i'm i like juan johnson individually but i'm out on him because moreau is there 
Yeah, that's a, that's a solid take as well. And not to mention, too, like I feel like Jawan Johnson is gonna, always going to be the, the, a touchdown-dependent tight end. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be invaluable in most PPR settings. But um, who knows? I mean, who, like, and, and you're spot on with the Foster Moreau take. I, 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 I love that. He already has that rapport. He has trust in him. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see Foster Moreau have more value than Jawan Johnson at the end of the season. Moreau, Australian for tight end. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Is that this my? That's actually good. <laughs> right. That's, that's actually a really good, uh, good impression. No, right, 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 <laughs> right. All right, blow through tight end. These are Mike's rankings still. By the way, they're all free on our Patreon, Palazzo Podcast Patreon. This is a free post, exclusive access to everyone in the world right now by just going to the link. Kyle Pitts, same old shit every year. I'm buying on it. I'm just banking on the actual talent. Hopefully this year it actually shines through. Who knows? I don't love the quarterback situation with Desmond Ritter. I'm just talk, talking about simply and the talent that comes along comes with Kyle Pitts. Oof. Okay. I, I, I didn't feel good putting him here. I will say. And now the looking at it, I think I'm going to switch this and have Evan Ingram over him. Yeah. I sold him that. Hell yeah. He sold me. I think he, I think he sold me on Evan Ingram. Is this more reliable with Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback? I think unless Calvin Agreed. Ridley blows up the whole world with them. But I, like I said, I think yep. Zay Jones suffers the most, not Ingram. He's a starting tight end. Uh, I love Pat Freemuth. You got him here at 10. I I love the dude, but you know, they've got a lot of weapons there now. And they even brought in the rookie from Georgia, the six foot seven stud Darnell Washington. He's a huge dude. And they've got all the I love George Pickens. I already explained my love for George Pickens and then Deontay Johnson's in the mix. I just don't think there's enough targets in this Pittsburgh offense offensively through a passing situation for Freermuth to thrive, even though I want Freermuth to thrive. Yeah, agreed. I love Pat Freermuth too. I mean, I, I, I feel like if anybody, Charles Axe asks if Freermuth is a boomer bust. Oh, you did it. Oh, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, good boy. If he's a boomer bust this year, I think he's a safety blanket for, for, um, can uh Kenny Pickett, yeah. I I think <laughs> if anybody in on third on third down, right, or even in the red zone, I like Fryer Ruth a lot, and that's why I have him as a top tight end, a top ten tight end this year. Um, I do agree with the fact that obviously he has weapons, but I think that he's gonna be that that all faithful, that all reliable tight end that Kenny Pickett can rely on. By the way, your brother's ripping it's hilarious. Your brother's a funny dude. Uh, why do we keep ranking pits? It's time to move on yet. We wait for him to break out, but he never does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's so it's so funny, Joe, because I think I should have you on the show here. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Believe it or not, Joe is Joe is my twin. So wait, he's literally uh, your twin? We are frater- yeah, we're fraternal twins. If you saw us together right now, you, you would think we're identical. We are fraternal. Uh, but I would love to have Joe. He's got some he's got some funny takes. I would love to have him on the show. Yeah, anytime, Joe. Make his Open invite, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Put some set some time aside. I'd love to see your brother on the show. Uh, finishing out tight end rankings, yeah. uh, and Joku, uh, you know, he's got talent, but uh, you know, inconsistency. I love a Conquo here. A Conquo has the most potential to rise the highest this year if they can get consistent quarter play, quarterback play with the Titans. Conquo is very talented. Remember that Chiefs game last year where the Titans should have beat the Chiefs yeah. on Sunday Night Football. They came in, they were huge underdogs with Malik Willis starting at quarterback, and Conquo had that 32-yard gain. It's like, "Whoa, this guy can fly." Conquo yeah. is a stud. Not to mention too, now with Burks out, he probably gets a little yes. bit of a bump up now in in, in my rankings That's here. I probably maybe move, move him up a, a spot or two. Um 
I don't love Tannehill. It's the only only thing. Right. I, is Tannehill's going to finally fall apart, and then if the rookie for Kentucky, Will Levis, takes over, I don't know. Yeah, it's a mess. I don't, I don't like it. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I love Greg Dulcich, sort of, but not as much as I love Cole Komet. I love Cole Komet more. In fact, I rank Cole Komet even higher than you did. I got him as a top eight tight end this year looking at my rankings. And uh, just behind Freermuth and Dulcich is behind Komet. I love Komet. I don't – Fields – is inconsistent, but I feel like Komet is a safety valve for touchdowns. He loves him in the red zone, and Komet should he does. should be close to eight touchdowns receiving this year for Komet at least. I feel very pretty confident about that. By the way, I want to go on record of saying this. I love – I don't know where I have him in my rankings, but I love your Sam Laporta ranking here. Oh. For the, for the Lions. Okay. I love that pick. I love the fact that you have him there. Uh with rookies and tight ends, it, it, I don't. I don't think I have them as high as you do, but that would not surprise me. I love Sam Laporta. So yep, you got him twenty four. Um, yeah. Um, make your case for, for him though. Why'd you have? Why do you have him that high? Well, they. I assume because the Lions are are, are good offense. All right, well, they are good offense. Even though I ripped on the Lions, they're a total disaster, nightmare franchise of the most epic proportions that ever existed. And they will tear your heart out three times a week and twice on Sunday. Yep. But remember this, they drafted Laporta highly. So they used a high-value draft pick on him. They need him. He's very talented. Iowa is the worst example to have anybody with offensive talent to showcase. Iowa is a horrible, horrible football team to showcase your offensive talent on because Kirk Ferentz and his bozo son are living in the dark ages. So Laporta's got a lot of talent. He was the only guy that should really be feared on the offense last year for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now he comes in with Amon Ross St. Brown and all the other weapons that are in Detroit. They traded for Denzel Mims even. Of course, the two backs we already talked about. It opens it up for Laporta to really expose the middle of the field for Jared Goff, and hopefully Goff can feed him all day long. Yeah, I like that call. And Goff's got plenty of weapons to be exactly what he was last year, if not if not better. And I know Jamison Williams is out because of the suspension, but he only adds another layer to that offense as well as San Laporta. So um, now that I think about it, I might be moving him up my rankings a little bit. I love that call that you have in there. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, too, not to mention too, like who was the guy they had when they traded Hawkinson? Who was, I can't remember. Um, oh, last year it was Mitchell and uh, the other dude, just like no-namers, right? Yeah, and those guys had some were, weren't bad either. And I, Sam Laporte is a, a, a good tight end prospect. I like I like love that you fact that you have him that high. Yay! Also, everybody in the live chat, your brother says undervalued quarterback the year is Jared Goff, great head coach too. Their offense is going to be even better this year. Yeah, but it's still about the defense, and you do need defense, even though it doesn't look like it anymore in the NFL. Also, Chad says Ertz Zach Ertz needs a big boost now that he's active. Okay, but Robert Booth thinks that yeah. his teammate Trey Mc. Ride is a good late round pick as a tight end. I, I still prefer Ertz. Um, I agree with Chad. Uh, I think now that he's active, and I do think some he'll have some shaking of the, of the rust off, if you will. Um, <laughs> Mike is so easily swayed. Mike draft before to one over. Yeah, lock it <laughs> in. I'm not saying that I'm drafting him at as the number twelve tight end off the board. Joe, I already have Hawkinson. Man, I don't need Laporta. Exactly. It's just um, a bonus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jamie says Clayton Toon, the rookie out of Houston, is going to start for Arizona. So, LOL on Mr. McBride. Okay, yeah, that's a fair point. There's no Kyler Murray yeah. this year, at least not for most of the year. So. Right, yeah. Uh, I think that pretty much says it all for tight end. I, I 
you know, the Pitts thing has been done to death. I love a Conquo. Uh, Irv Smith in Cincinnati is interesting. We'll see how that plays out. I also like Eric. I put Eric Saubert 22 with the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins have a void there because Mike Kosecki went to the rival Patriots. There's the other guy, Durham Smythe, right? So a lot of people right. like Smythe. But I think Saubert showed flashes on a terrible, terribly coached Denver team last year before Hackett got shit-canned. Uh, Saubert was a guy that got mixed in as like an H-back old school uh reminded me of mar this is an old reference marv cook a former new england patriot like tight end halfback from the 80s late 80s early 90s saw bear reminded me of him hmm, okay yeah we'll see um what are your thoughts on uh dawson knox or really the tight end situation in buffalo i know a lot of people are in on um kincaid kincaid yeah or i'll jump in on where, it where what are you doing with yeah, I was going to say, like, what what happened to Dawson Knox and why are so many people down on him? The only concern I have, I love Dawson Knox last year. He kind of let me down. I thought he would really explode last year, and he, especially in a couple of DFS weeks, he really let me down. It was a real bummer for me, but mm -hmm. I still like Knox, and people are just jumping on the Kincaid bandwagon because he's the rookie first-round pick. It's just a question of... Right. You know, how Josh Allen's going to distribute the ball once again. You know, Gabe Davis, is he going to be a bounce-back guy this year? Does that – no, you know, no, hell no. That's two thumbs down No, Mikey. He is a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. He's not a thing. <laughs> I don't care how many more camp – I don't care how many camp videos we need to see of him making miraculous catches. He is a boomer-bust wide receiver. So I'm out on him. I know every year we hype him up. This is Stephon Diggs' show. Right. And there'll be some other weird guy like Isaiah McKenzie that'll pop up for Josh Allen. And everyone's going to be like, oh, what happened to, to Gabe Davis, man? What a draft day bust. Lock it in. He's a boomer bust type wide receiver. That's it. That's all. He, that's who he is and who he will ever forever be so long as he's with Buffalo. I disagree. I love Gabe Davis. I love Gabriel Davis. I think you should go back to Gabriel Davis is really the problem. Go back to Gabriel Davis. Be who you really are and just be honest about who you are. Gabriel Davis. Wait, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this question with with him real quick, because here's my thing on him. We're like, were you surprised that he didn't produce like everyone thought he did? But when he, the year prior to when he was lighting it up and everyone was drafting him because he had those those stellar last couple games of the season. Like, were you honestly that surprised that he wasn't what everyone thought he was going to be? Last year, I was very disappointed. I was. Yeah, I have to admit that. Okay. Yeah, I really thought he would ascend, and he did not. And. I just kept trying to put him in DFS lineup after DFS lineup, waiting for him to pop, and he never popped, and it was a disaster. It's a total disaster. Yeah. I'm sad about it. I admit yeah. it. I was wrong. Uh, all right, we got to go. We went through every position here, at least the you know the main fantasy positions for this week, and we did an hour and a half. It's a great show. This is really a good way to kick off football this season. Mikey Virginia. Love the life chat. Yeah. We, Live chat was fun. You guys crushed it. I mean, we had we had Jamie and Chad holding it down to start for the first half hour, and then all you other bozos finally showed up. That's the best part. You can come and go as you please. Make sure you check out Otter Rhythm Sports. Uh, they're going to do their show a little bit later tonight. That's it right there. That's the handle. They're on YouTube. Check it out. He says, Davis has been out of the top 25 60% of the time. Is that like a Sex Panther? 60% of the time outside of the top 25. It works every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quickly here in the live chat, Juju or Pickens? Pickens, no doubt. Lock it in. I think it's cool as well. Yep. That's, to me, that's not even up for debate. Robert says, most importantly, King Henry is going to ball out with 20 touchdowns thanks to better wide receiver and touchdown play. Derrick Henry? Is that what you're saying? Uh, you're nah. talking about 
Henry Fool. I think that's who he's talking regarding about. Regarding Henry, the yeah. 1991 movie starring Harrison Ford. It's a good movie. <laughs> Not bad. And that betting, underrated. Uh, uh, Robert also says Pickens by far over Juju. Chad says Kincaid is a wide receiver, not a tight end. Well, he is classified as a tight end. You know that, Chad, so don't try to. I know what you're doing there. I know what you're saying. Robert says, yeah, they're saying Kincaid in the slot. Okay. Still going to be a tight end for now. Andy Isabella is the guy to watch out for in Buffalo. <laughs> Mike, Mike shook his head no. Uh, Dave, uh, we already said that. Uh, Bozo Joe. Might have to change your Twitter handle to that, Joey. <laughs> All right, there it is. Thanks, everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, preseason takeaways with Zeke Cook's talks all tonight on the Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports Show. Make sure you check it out. We're a Palazzo Podcast. You talk. Two L's. Give me two. Two Z's. He's on Twitter, what used to be known as Twitter, MKB Fantasy. I'm an MJ Govier, Palazzo Podcast. I already described it. Discord's totally free. If you want to come in there, give us your predictions. Give us the breakdowns. Get all of your shit on record. All your bets, too, you know? We do betting in there. We got football bets. We got baseball bets. So get all of your future picks on the books. We're going to do a college show next. We need to get on the record with all of our college stuff. We, me and Mike both love college football. But uh, we'll be doing fantasy football every week, at least once a week. Maybe we'll do another one this week. We'll try to fill it in when we can. Schedule to be determined, right? Yeah, and I want to also throw it out for those of you guys still left in the live chat. What do you guys want to hear more of as well? Because I think that's important, right? Like for those of you guys who may be new to fantasy football, um, thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Um, I'd like to hear from you guys. Mention us on mention us on Twitter at the Palazzo Podcast. What do you guys want to see in terms of fantasy football? Like, what do, what do you want to hear our takes on? Maybe some you know uh, some stuff in regards to draft prep, whatever it may be. We're here to help you guys. And again, the whole point of the show is to help you guys win your leagues. And offer our takes the best we possibly can. So, this guy knows he's talking about. Hell yes. Charles says, uh, Titans to decoy for Hopkins. Yeah, probably. All right. It's been a fun night. Thanks so much for Mike. I'm Mike. Uh, Mike, you know, you're new to the show. We usually close with the master and commander clip for baseball, but this is football. So, feel free to just walk away and let your screen upload for a while because this one's four and a half yeah. minutes. But we always close every football show. With the classic Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday. Thanks, everybody. Football is here. Fucking Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all fucking hug it, chug it, football all night. That's right. Peace. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light we can climb out of hell one inch at a time now i can't do it for you i'm too old i look around i see these young faces and i think i mean i made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make i uh I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off 
anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in a mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that itch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.